welcome to another week's episode of Not D&D, brought to you by EM World Live. I'm your host, Jessica, but I know none of you are excited uh, to see me. Everyone is here, as they're saying, they're very excited. Wendy is awesome, and I'm in love with them, and uh, here there be monsters. So, Wendy, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jessica. Well, I'm very excited, as is the chat. Uh, so lots of people jumping in saying that they love uh, love you and they love the game. So I'm very excited to be uh, talking about it. Um, if you are wondering what the hype is about, we're going to be talking uh, about Wendy's game here, There Be Monsters, uh, this week. Um, so ask any questions as we go through if you're watching live and if you're listening to the podcast, any links or things we're talking about, we'll put links to in the show notes so you can catch up and uh, and watch it there. So before we dive in to talk about your game, Wendy, could you tell us um, a little bit uh, about you and uh, what you do in tabletop games? Well, so hi, I'm Wendy, and I make stuff with words and images. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that means I'm a writer and a designer, sometimes just a writer and stuff like that. I used to be a screenwriter before Bolsonaro mm-hmm. came and destroyed everything here Uh, (laughs) but yeah and then I decided to make my own games and that's it amazing um so what was the first uh tabletop game that you remember playing oh it it was Pathfinder I think oh wow okay oh wow so a little while ago um but your games are kind of quite different from Pathfinder I'd say because this is very kind of more rules like well I'll let you kind of describe them how did you start exploring those kind of different games uh, I'm sorry I lost you a little bit at oh the sorry end. my internet uh, I was just saying um so your games are quite kind of narrative and rules light when did you start exploring those type of games because they're quite different from Pathfinder oh so um when I was in high school I think uh we started playing Pathfinder and then a lot of crunchy games like Macdon and stuff like very crunchy stuff. And we didn't really like it. So Mm -hmm. we started playing Fate and I spent a lot of time running and playing Fate, Fate Mm -hmm. Core. Yeah. Uh, So I think, I think my first, my first contact with another kind of games was mm-hmm. with fate but i still didn't really like the the way that it did the narrative mm-hmm. things that it did what it did what i did like about it i kept mm-hmm. with my games yes um, <laughs> definitely but i think that that was a huge uh a huge game changer mm-hmm. in my life uh yeah, I loved yeah. Fate when I tried it out as well. And one thing I noticed in, in Fate is it encourages collaboration and being a group together. And I noticed that's a really big theme in your games and especially in here, there be monsters as well. Um, so maybe could you introduce here, there be monsters? So if somebody's listening or watching and they've never heard of it, how would you describe it to them? Um, here, there be monsters is... Um, a game about monsters trying to protect each other from monster hunters and people like that that want to contain them or annihilate them. So monster hunters basically of all kinds. It was 
pretty inspired by me reading Hellboy and <laughs> thinking, oh, uh, why do why does he hunt monsters? He's a monster, and I get uncomfortable with that. Um, so it's a kind of response to that. It's a it's a celebration of monstrosity. It's mm -hmm. playing as monsters, but as something that that's punk and and yeah. Yeah. And I That's get that I yeah, that vibe comes through really strong as well because it's very anti establishment, you know, very you know, it literally says punch Nazi Nazi occultists, eat the rich. It's it's very unashamedly um yeah, like you know, kind of fighting for like the underdogs and people that are a bit different and their their right to exist kind of in the world. Um, so I loved the, the theme of it um, when you got in touch to be on the show. Um, talking a little bit about um, the game and kind of the organizations and the characters, could you talk a little bit about being a monster and, and creating a character in the game? So um, there are a hundred backgrounds which oh, wow. is insane to write. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't recommend it to anyone except if you're Chris <laughs> McDowell. Um, but you can choose between like, there are 20 normal backgrounds, just base mm -hmm. like humans. And then there are 20 more that are slightly more supernatural. And then the other 60 are outright monstrous. Mm -hmm. I wanted to to put those options so people could play as human allies, as just humans dealing with magic. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't need to play as a monster uh, mm -hmm. explicitly. You can deal with the themes of the game without playing as a monster, but mm -hmm. uh, the game is explicitly about monstrosity one way or another. Mm -hmm. um, all of the, the backgrounds, they offer you questions and mm -hmm. choices. They don't tell you um, to do mm, many things. Like they don't, they're not rules mm -hmm. written down. They just give you some ideas of what to do with your character. Mm -hmm. uh, on screen, there's the where creature, it's the it's the one people always talk about. That's that's why I sent you the picture. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. And many of the backgrounds have this gimmicky side mechanics to them, but it's mm -hmm. just a way to to represent their unique power and abilities and stuff, but it's not very mechanical. It's just mm -hmm. like the, the were creature, for example, is... You, if you go pharaoh and you want to harm someone, you throw a die and you see if you got out of control. It's stuff like that. Definitely. And uh, yeah, I think you can uh, you can create your own character with uh, without the backgrounds. The backgrounds are only there to provide you with some guidance if you want to mm -hmm. go ahead without having the trouble to create your own. Sure. And also tell a story through backgrounds. Yeah. So if you're, so you like say a hundred pre-made character background options. So if you're not sure what you want to do, there's so much there for you to start with, but the rules do give you the freedom to do whatever you'd like and kind of prompt you into it, 
which sounds so fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know you said you don't have to play a monster, but when you've playtested the game, do many people choose to not play a monster? Because I imagine half the fun is getting to, you know, be creative and try something, you know, a bit different with that. You know, actually, it was like half the players I've played with. I had two tables that playtested the game, and I think mm -hmm. half the players uh, wanted to go as monsters and half wanted to play as mm -hmm. humans that were still monstrous in their way, monstrous like marginalized people in some kind of way, mm -hmm. made to be monstrous by, by society. Yeah. and uh, deal with that whole underground world as mm -hmm. humans felt interesting to those players. So it was actually surprising yeah. and it did give me uh, more, more inspiration to go with uh, 20 human backgrounds. Yeah, definitely. Um, we've had a question about the, um, well, I have a question about the art as well. Someone's uh, mentioned the art that we just had on screen. They said it's incredible. They have it as their background on their tablet and spend so much time staring at it. Could you, the, and the art is incredible. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see it, but click through the, the links to, to see what we're talking about. But could you talk about the art in the book? And because it's clearly an important part of the game. Um, so if you could share that side of creating it with us. Yeah, so there's this amazing graphic novel called Monstrance mm -hmm. by Lino Ahuda, that's the artist for the game as well. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to make something with him. And when when I could pay him to do something with me, I he was my first choice. Mm -hmm. He gives this it's it's like his art is not about making the monstrous beautiful. It's about showing what's the beauty of the monstrous, mm -hmm. of the grotesque. I think that difference is it's a key difference that he captures with such a sensibility. Mm -hmm. And the other art pieces of the game are all like from public domain and I did like collage pieces with mm -hmm. public domain images trying to maintain that punk zinish sensibility but mm -hmm. always very maximalist in a way yeah i i love the art style and i think it really sets the tone and the vibe of the game really nicely and like you say it's meant to be monstrous it's meant to be grotesque but it's very beautiful at the same time so I think it perfectly captures the game and I think that's the characters you're going to be playing as well um speaking about the characters in the game how does the game mechanically work so it you mentioned it's a very rules light system but it's a d it's d6 based yeah yeah um it's basically a resolution is two to six if you have a tag that that applies to whatever you want to do you take the highest two of you, you roll three to six if you have a tag that applies mm -hmm. and you take the highest two mm -hmm. uh, on the other hand if you have a condition that may get in your way you roll also three to six and take the lowest two mm -hmm. um but the golden rule i think of the game is like written in huge letters is do what you want 
but mm -hmm. deal with the consequences. And I think <laughs> that's that's the ethos of the mm -hmm. game that that captures the the way that I think players could deal with the the mechanics of the game. They are there to help you play, not there to get in your way. So do whatever you want to them. Mm -hmm. But basically when you create your character, you have six tags. Mm -hmm. You have two tags for each of three verbs. You have do tags. There are things you know how to do well. You have be tags. There are things that define your character more, more specifically to them. And you have have tags that are things your character can have. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's it. Those tags help you in situations. They stand for skills and abilities and, and stats and, and inventory and everything. And that's it. And everything else is mm -hmm. optional, like magic, yeah. everything else. Sure. And um, you, because you did screenwriting before, um, is there something in the rules that is inspired about kind of long-term mechanics with like character arcs? Yeah, uh, actually, when I this is this came from my previous game, Marvelous Mutations and Merry Musicians. Mm -hmm. um, I was I was like procrastinating. I should be writing a script for a TV show, and I was I wanted to write a game. Uh, and the way I think about game mechanics is very similar to screenwriting, quote unquote, rules. We mm -hmm. get all those rules in screenwriting books and classes that are not actually rules. They are just tools for you to develop your narrative and mm -hmm. uh, character arcs and stuff. But people treat them as rules a lot of times. And that's similar to, to how I view game mechanics. And uh, then I started thinking that actually there were some screenwriting concepts that could be really useful for character advancement mm -hmm. in a long-term campaign because it needs a little structure so you know what goals your character want and how do you... Um, how do you represent that advancement? So I took um, the idea of wants and needs for a mm -hmm. character and the idea of, of narrative beats from screenwriting and put that as an optional mechanic uh, for long-term play in the game. And uh, I took that from that my previous game and made that more streamlined. Perfect. So that sounds really great. For me, I think this game would be so much about the characters and and their stories and journeys. So I think having a long-term campaign where you can build that slowly and, and develop as a group sounds really exciting to me. Um, it sounds really exciting to people in the chat as well. We've already had somebody say, yeah, I'm buying this. So already sold. Um, if you are interested, I've put a link in the show notes to the Soul Muppet store where you can uh, pick it up and the link's on screen or on the show notes in the podcast. So if you're also thinking, yeah, I'm going to buy this, um, you can check that out there and we'll have links 
later as well. Um, but going back, I had some, we had a question as well, going back to the art, someone asked, um, they said, so you mentioned you've been looking forward uh, to working with Lino, the artist. Um, what were you most surprised about um, when it happened about working with them? That someone wanted to give me money to do it. Uh, really? <laughs> but apart from that, that we got away with it because if you look at his art in the book, there's so much stuff that would be considered um, grotesque and mm -hmm. uh, not safe for work. And mm -hmm. there's there's the, the werewolf that I sent you. Uh, mm -hmm. We had to censor it for the Kickstarter page. It has oh, really? uh, a vulva showing right in the middle of the page, right? Mm -hmm. And we had all the freedom to go and do it because we felt it was important. Uh, there's there's a kind of content notice at the beginning mm -hmm. of the game yeah, that says, like, this is a game about bodies. And mm -hmm. sometimes those bodies are yeah. grotesque. Sometimes those bodies are monstrous. And sometimes those bodies are showing their monstrosity uh, mm -hmm. with their naked nakedness. So that was something that was important to mm -hmm. Lino. And Lino, Lino has uh, a history with drawing some uh, hybrid uh, yeah. monstrous characters. And the nudity is important for that to show the mm -hmm. the and match of human and not human in the hybridity mm -hmm. and uh, yeah it worked and it worked so well so the main surprise was just like you say getting it done <laughs> achieving it and making it happen um but it definitely yeah. did and there's a lot of a lot of love for the game even just here in the chat right now um which is fantastic um, so talking about the game, what sort of stories are people telling at the table? So what, you know, because this isn't your classic, we're going to be adventurers and go kill a dragon story. So what, what stories are we telling here? Well, you can tell any story that you think can fit uh, any urban fantasy story, mm -hmm. basically. Um it's supposed to be set in a city with a magical underground. Mm -hmm. So anything fits. There's there's like a magic bazaar. There's mm -hmm. a infinite library. All of those tropes and cliches mm -hmm. and archetypes, I try to write them in the book the way I wanted them because mm -hmm. that's what fascinates me about uh, urban fantasy and that's what mm -hmm. I like about it. Yeah. And, uh, but also the kind of stories that I saw people playing and I've played in are usually stories about rebellion and resistance. Mm -hmm. Or The game is supposed to be very cathartic for mm -hmm. people who feel uh, like they were made to be monstrous in any mm -hmm. way by the world and taking your monstrosity and using that and being proud of that yeah. and fighting those who don't like your monstrosity can be very cathartic so yeah anything you could play with like the world of darkness you can play with this game 
Mm -hmm. but also you can have more cathartic mm -hmm. monster focused in like monstrosity in margin marginalized uh, meaning way fantastic um a huge part of the game is um help supporting like collaborative world building in the game so how do you recommend a table if they're playing this game for the first time what advice do you have for them on the collaborative world building aspect of the game yeah so i actually whenever i have the time i want to publish like a dlc with mm -hmm. uh with lots of optional stuff and one of mm -hmm. the things is ideas for more collab mm -hmm. uh, including gm less mode that was something oh, wow. that i had no i had no experience with when i started writing this but that some friends uh told me that would be uh great for this game and yeah it would um <laughs> uh, but in what we have in the game, uh, mm -hmm. I I wrote it with um, in a poll with a very non hierarchical mm -hmm. uh, ethos. So everything is decided in group. You start the game by making a manifesto that I stole from from Microscope. Uh, Microscope <laughs> okay. has like let uh i don't know if you've played microscope i haven't no yeah it has like a palette that you start the game with okay and everyone pitches in saying mm -hmm. like oh i want the game to have this i want i don't want this game to have this okay and that palette um guides the tone and the content mm -hmm. of the game okay the whole game and that's called the manifesto in this game uh that that's done completely in in collaboration uh so the the organizer that's the name for the person that organizes the adventures and mm -hmm. sessions uh does not decide in advance how it's going to be mm -hmm. and stuff with a session zero deciding your your manifesto and what do you want the game to have and not have mm -hmm. After that, you create your group. Everything is collaborative again, mm -hmm. and everyone is supposed to. But you, you're also not. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to do anything that I say in the game, because <laughs> I'm not your boss. Uh, but you can. Everyone can create an NPC that's part of your group of monsters, and hopefully, mm -hmm. it's going to be important to the to the game and you create your haven together that's the place that you can be safe mm -hmm. uh, no one can access besides you and so on i love that that sounds yeah i love the the idea of that collaboration and also it sounds like it would make the game very safe because you can say what you want to include what themes you know what boundaries they are because I love playing games that are a bit more dark and that have that element of catharsis in. But in order to play that, you need to make sure everybody else wants to play that game as well. Um, do you have any exactly. other recommendations on like safety and and you know with specifically playing this game? Oh, I always include a suggestion to use lines and veils in the X card in my mm -hmm. games because yeah. that's what 
it's worth for me personally, but sure. um, it's also not like do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because everyone has what works for them specifically. But mm -hmm. I also put this suggestion because that that has worked for me mm -hmm. a lot in the past. For sure. I like, used I'm yeah. terribly arachnophobic. So okay. I always put it as a veil at least that okay. no spiders please. I don't want to interact with them. <laughs> and is that why there's no spiders in the game then? Are there spiders in the game? I don't think there were. were I don't there? think so. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I wouldn't play it a spider. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. I was like, I don't think I remember seeing one when I was looking. But you know, I just wanted to check. But yeah, so that's that's interesting to know. So if you are also arachnophobic, this game has no spiders. Um, I also one of the images you sent sent through was uh, the bureau here, which has a very different feel to kind of the monsters. Could you tell me a bit about the bureau? So. The bureau actually was the first thing that I thought of mm -hmm. because they're your typical protagonists in those kinds of stories. They're, they're the BPRD from Hellboy. They're the SCP Foundation. They are the Men in Black, mm -hmm. etc., etc., etc. They are responsible for maintaining normalcy. They are responsible to protecting the status quo and normal humans. And how that plays out is up to you. You can play them as totally um, genocidal or you can play the, them as more nuanced, like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm just doing my job, but it's still banality of evil. But yeah. the thing is, they are inherently against your existence. Mm -hmm. And that was a kind of conflict that I wanted to to explore. And they're they're basically cops, right? Mm -hmm. They're they're the kind of people who are watching you for any sign of deviancy. So if you show any 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 sign that you're abnormal, they're gonna come for you. And they operate in secrecy, so they can do whatever they want. Excellent, great. Sounds sounds like they're really good friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, they're actually, not huge villains of the game. Yeah, can, yeah, yeah. You can choose to team up with them if you want against bigger enemies, for example. Oh, that's if true. If you want I... a game with ethical choices and stuff, definitely. And I suppose there's some of them that are like can be bought or something like, you know, like they're, they're maybe liable for corruption or, or things like that, you know, just yeah. like real police forces I mean, maybe. all cops are bastards. All cops are bastards. I hate cops, fuck cops, but uh, there are worse things and sometimes they can work with you to to help your your needs and stuff because there are Nazis in the game, so. Oh yeah, As, oh yeah, but you're, they're, they're very much the bad guys that you're going around punching, just to be clear. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, the Nazis, by the way, the, the, they, I, I explicitly say don't give them any complexity. They're just there to be punched. Yeah. Excellent. Love that. What other sort of, um, do you have any stories from playtesting or your games of the kind of stories that, that you've had happen in these games or the kind of bad guys that have existed? 
there was once I I played a playtest. I I never run my playtest mm -hmm. because I get nervous. And anyways, I wanna I wanna experience it as a player. I think mm -hmm. it's even more. You you learn more in the playtest when you play it as a player. I think. Mm -hmm. Um. But actually, is it because I get nervous? But, <laughs> but I played it as a cat, and I, mm -hmm. I was actually, I think, a spirit trapped. Uh, yeah, I was a familiar trapped in the body of a kitty. And okay. one of my tags was that I could do like cat stuff. It was just mm -hmm. that I could do cat stuff, and that was enough because anyone knows what cats can do. Cats can climb a window but cats mm -hmm. cannot fly it's it's vague enough that it allows for improvising but it's defined enough that it allows for it to not be boring because you can do anything you want you know mm -hmm. yeah definitely so this was one thing that uh, made me learn how to make the the specific powers of the backgrounds Mm -hmm. And in this game, we played, uh, uh, Jordan is watching, I think, Jordan ran this game for me. And uh, yes, we <laughs> ended up uh, against like a cult of, of money, I think, that wanted to harvest people to make money grow out of them. And that was something that's not inside the game, but that the game... Mm -hmm. uh, had the vibe that made that grow out of it, and that's yeah. that's cool. That it is was very like cool. a god of money or something like that, a god of greed, and mm -hmm. we ended up battling a cult of cultists of the. I think it was Mammon. Yeah, I like that vibe because, um, as we all know, capitalism is the true evil. Uh, <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's always the thing um but yeah and someone was about to share the story of the game that they're running but they've just realized that they are watching and people in their game are currently here so that's okay viewer if you don't want to share all the details of your game with us today and ruin it for your players um but when you finish running it come back and share it with us um so the game sounds you know really interesting a lot of people have already said yep I'm totally buying this. Um, so they're going to go to the Soul uh, Muppet store. If people are interested in hearing about what you're going to do with the game in the future, like someone's interested in the solo mode version of it, where's the best place to kind of um, follow you on the internet or, or keep up to date with what you're doing? Um, right now, I'm, I'm like taking a time off social media. So mm -hmm. you can find my contact info and CV at my card mm -hmm. uh when you dot card with two r's dot co mm -hmm. yeah uh, but you can also find me on twitter if mm -hmm. it still exists uh as of today it does to yeah uh i'm focusing on my thesis right now so i'm not really i'm trying not to access twitter um uh, and there's also my itch store where you can mm -hmm. see my other games. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it. Okay, great. So some good places to follow there to keep up to date with um, kind of what you're doing. Um, so 
I don't know if you have anything else you'd like to kind of share about the game or any questions I haven't asked you um, or anything else you'd like to kind of share about Here There Be Monsters. Mm, I just want to say, like, um, people always assume the game is about queerness because I'm trans. Mm -hmm. And it's. I just want to make sure that people know that's not about queerness. I wrote it from my 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 place as a trans woman but mm -hmm. it's about it's about monstrosity as standing in for being made to feel wrong or weird mm -hmm. or like you don't belong anyone anybody mm -hmm. even if you're like cis and and straight you mm -hmm. can feel like a monster and you're welcome to be a monster you know <laughs> it's not about queerness, it's about it's about uh, power and and yeah. in control, and freedom. I think. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, I, yeah. I think anybody, no matter what walk of life you're from, you can relate to being made to feel ashamed or an outsider or left out. Even if it, that was just something as simple as like when you're in school, maybe you were kind of seen as the bit of the weird kid, and so you weren't, you know, really popular. That could be an element that you relate to it in some way. So. Yeah, I think that's really great to say. Um, the other question I have for you is, do you have any recommendations for other indie tabletop creators? Uh, the rules are you can't be Dungeons and Dragons because the show's I called have Not D&D. I recommendations. <laughs> Please, uh, um, now is your time to share some. I'm sorry, I, I lost you for a second. Oh, I was just saying if you could share um, those recommendations you have. Okay, so first of all, Please, please, please buy more games from trans people, all of them. <laughs> uh, all of games that have illustrations by Evelyn Moreau are automatically viable because just because of the illustrations, you don't even need to play the game. You just can look at the illustrations. Uh, Evie Lockhart is mm -hmm. one of my biggest influences. Mm -hmm. um, they just uh created red girl games okay is another another creator very similar to my kind of sensibilities mm -hmm. and um stuff more more it's still indie but like bigger i think my favorite systems is like for horror games because i still play a lot of horror is mm -hmm. follow dark and its descendants like trophy mm -hmm. And for adventure games, I'd say it's Into the Odd. Oh, I, that's I have that right here. That's my copy of Into the Odd yeah, right there. It's a kind of obvious choice, but yeah. I love it. I've not I've not played it yet, but the book is beautiful, but I've not got a chance to play it yet, so that'll be on my list for the year. Um, okay, great. Well, Wendy, that's bringing us up to the, the end of our time together. Thank you so much for coming on and um, and sharing your game with uh, with me and with everybody that's come to watch. Um, um, oh, losing a little bit there. Um, but that's okay because we're near the end of the show. Um, I just wanted want to say thank you so much to everybody that came along to watch as well. Oh, Wendy, you're back. Sorry. Hey, I, sorry. I, think, I think it was my connection. I don't know. I lost you for a bit. I was saying I forgot another recommendation. Oh, okay. Uh, Huffa, that that's, Huffa is working on a hack of Here Dairy Monsters. So 
Kiptix. And she has a, a design sensibility that's also very similar to mine. Mm -hmm. Trans people are doing the most radical and, and genre-defying stuff out there currently. Fantastic. I love that. Another recommendation at the end there, just before we wrap up. Thank you so much for your time and coming on today. And thank you to thank everybody you. who came along to watch and listen. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, next week, we're looking at urban shadows. So more kind of urban kind of fantasy uh, things we're looking into here as well. So if that's your sort of vibe, maybe come back next week. Same time, same place to watch urban shadows. That's all for us this week. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.